Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Hey everybody, it's Jason Clark, it's Time Force, and you're watching Toku Secrets Podcast. Welcome to Toku Secrets. Join us as we journey into the marvelous world of Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, Power Rangers, and many other Tokusatsu. Get ready for the adventure of a lifetime. It's Morphin Time! Link to the Morphin. I'm Nathan Desaad, the dazzling adventurer, Spoken Silk. I'm Patrick Allen, I'm Shinkin Red. And I'm Ridwan Merton. Go Kai Red. And I'm Anthony Davis. Also known as Curie Green. And we're Tokyo Secrets. Secrets. Hey guys, welcome to the Tokyo Secrets Podcast. And today we are going to be continuing our journey through uh, Time Ranger. We're doing our fourth Mirai Sentai Time Ranger uh, podcast where we're going to be taking a look at case files 33 through 46. Uh, We got the whole gang on here. Um, uh, Before we do that, though, I just want to. Wish everybody a happy new year. This is our first uh, recording in 2024. We all hope you guys enjoyed your holidays. And uh, we're looking forward to bringing you guys a lot of uh, new content uh, come 2024. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that about sums that up. Uh, we we have seen uh, what the uh, new Sentai Boom Boomger looks like, which, I mean, I... Those suits, I mean, people say that they're the worst, but they're not as bad as Battle Fever J's. I'll give them that. I'll, I'll say this. I like the actual, like, ignoring the helmet. The costumes look like F, F1 racer racing yeah. uniforms, which I kind of dig. And then you look up Ugh. past the neck and you see... Stuff with the wheels. wheels. Like, I, I hate those helmets. Yeah, those <laughs> I hate helmets. those helmets so yeah, they're a lot like the, they're kind of in the same tier as the O Ranger suits for me, honestly. Where the I might put them a peg over the O Ranger suits because the O Ranger suits to me are, eh, it's fine. But then the helmets ruin it. These things, the suits look fine. The helmets yeah. just ruin the whole thing. Yeah. No, I I did not like those helmets. Um, it was like O Ranger and Go Onster had a baby. Hey, the Go-Onger suits aren't that bad, dude. No, no, no. They took the good part of Go-Onger with the oh. suit itself. Okay. But they put the also, stupid helmet. Okay, that makes sense. Also, the the poster... What was the, the, the word pun that they had in their poster Boom. that we saw? Coming like in the sky. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Okay. I... I hope this is giving us the idea this is going to be a modern day car ranger because if it is, I'm watching this crap. <laughs> okay, I gotta I gotta say something real quick, Nathan. As many puns as I've thrown at you on the Rail Riders episode, mm-hmm. nothing as bad as the nature boon boon thirds or whatever you call them. Yeah, I know. I'm still better than them. At least I'm funny. So okay, after, <laughs> you can speak for I, yourself on that, but okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> We've had fans commenting, saying they love my train puns, and i got to continue doing them. Okay, cool. If the fans love it, then we'll keep doing it. <laughs> so, Patrick, 
we've been doing this uh, Power Rangers Real Riders fan series. And yeah, I saw that. I've been putting out so many stupid tra- train puns. <laughs> and it's been fantastic. And Nathan's been going crazy. Well, yeah, yeah. All right, anyway, we got a lot of uh, Time Ranger stuff to cover here. So uh, before it's we get time to- for Time Ranger. <laughs> That Stick to the train puns. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to uh, briefly recap um, all the major stuff that happened in our previous batch of uh, case files. So uh, the Time Rangers, they got some arsenal uh, upgrades uh, thanks to uh, Shion, Time Green, you know, doing his thing. You know, he, uh, he created the Excel stop, which allows them to move a lot faster. And he also created the Assault Mobile, which is uh, like which can become uh, the Assault Vector. It was called the uh, Electro Booster in Time Force. Um, then, uh, as for the Domon and Honami uh, dynamic, uh, their relationship kind of took a dark turn. He realized that pursuing a relationship with her would be impossible because of their different time periods. And then he's like, "Well." I don't care because I mean she means a lot to me. But then, she re- he realizes that I she thinks ISA is time yellow, which creates a huge dynamic, uh, like a complete throws a complete wrench into the whole thing. Um, Katsuya and Yuri develop some feelings for each other because you know they opened up some about some of their personal issues, and we got some more uh, backstory on both of them, which you can watch that podcast to to get the more idea. Um, but uh, more importantly, and this is the big thing. Uh, the Asami group, that's uh, Tatsuya's dad's company, they unveiled their plan with the Defense Bureau they, to combat the Londars. They created this private four-hire army known as the City Guardians. One of them is Naoto Takizawa, who was a former classmate of Tatsuya. And, you know, he grew up poor and he resents Tatsuya for being all happy-go-lucky and wants to reject all of his wealth. And Tatsuya's identity was discovered by Naoto and Tatsuya's father when his visor got cracked open in a battle. And then the big thing is that as a result of one of Gian's latest schemes, this time pulse cracked open and it released a powerful robotic dinosaur created by the time police called the V-Rex. And Naoto stole the V-Rex's control unit, uh, to be, which turned into the V commander and allows him to become the sixth time ranger time fire. And he also gained control of the V-Rex, and now he's the captain of the City Guardians. Uh, we've talked a little bit about what Naoto is like. And I don't know, I, this thing has been playing rent-free in my head ever since Anthony pointed this out. Now, like, Eric, and I'm going to say this again, if we're comparing him and his Power Rangers counterpart, Eric is the Dub Kaiba, who's like, you know, he's kind of an anti-hero, and Naoto is Dub Kaiba. He's a complete jerk, and he would totally say, you're a third-rate, you're a fourth-rate Time Ranger with a fifth-rate back, or something like that. You're welcome. Sorry, ever since Anthony said that, it's just been playing rent-free in my head. Just Because that was perfect. And by the way, it's third-rate Ranger with a fourth-rate mech. That's the thing. He never says mm-hmm. that in the series, but it's like his victory catchphrase on Duel Links. So, uh, but anyway, let's jump in. Um, we have our case file 34, Assassin. It's a filler uh, Yuri-centric episode. Um where the latest Londars, he's an assassin who's, uh, he's a former colleague of Yuri's, uh, 
Uh, they both worked in like the uh, private detective um, industry, and uh, he want and he apparently has this obsession with trying to force himself back into Yuri's life. Um, a big thing that happens here is that um, his and her and Tatsuya's relationship gets expanded on because uh, Yuri is under the influence of mind control gas and Tat and you know she calls out for Tatsuya specifically for help and he kind of develops some feelings for her when he catches Yuri in his arms so kind of a big thing it's um this was adapted into the time force episode uh Jen's Revenge and it's pretty similar to that one except uh in the uh time force episode uh the monster was Jen's partner while uh here and there's also a lot of less creepy elements involved. Like here, the monster is like doing some kind of handsy stuff with Yuri, which is very obviously not in the Time Force episode. But uh, yeah, what do we think about this episode, guys? I, I watched this episode more recently. I remember the yeah, same here. Episode a lot more. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> I... I think I watched this like a month ago and I don't really remember a lot of it per se. Like I remember the main points of what Nathan's saying, but I just kind of felt like, okay, this is fine. It's not a big deal. This average filler to me. Yeah, I'll probably, I, I would put this a peg over the, uh, the time force episode, uh, Probably because uh, no 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 I, I'll put the time force episode a peg over this one sorry uh, rephrasing that uh, just because like uh, here like Abel that's the name of the Londars uh, puts Yuri under mind control but in the time force episode Steelix that's the um, that's the monster's name actually has Jen actively fight Wes and he has to like get through to her in the middle of a battle which I don't know I mean I really wish that they use that in the time ranger episode if i'm being honest so but yeah not much else to talk about what do we want to give this hmm. one out of 10 guys uh, i was gonna give it a five but four because of the molesty elements <laughs> <laughs> i'm that, that i'm gonna give that it a seven. support it's not... I'm gonna give it a seven. It's just it's good, not great. I'm gonna give it a six. I'm gonna it give just it was not five point five. You know, it's average. It's kind of meh to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we get a uh, Naoto centric filler episode called "Tomorrow Isn't Coming." Uh, so in this episode, uh, <laughs> now it's <is> tomorrow. <laughs> I just... These stupid jokes, Riz. I thought those were going to only be contained to the Rail Riders episode. I haven't made a single train pun yet. Okay, cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, so in this episode, it, it's kind of a weird... It's like a Groundhog Day-esque episode. I'm talking about the uh, the Bill Murray movie, Groundhog Day, um, the uh, where... Naoto gets pressured by Tatsuya to help this sickly child, but then he finds himself repeating the same day over and over and over again, thanks to a spell from the latest Londars. Um, and that, nothing really major happens. It's just an episode. Uh, what do we think about this one, guys? Loved it. 
was great. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. This is this this episode was really good. Yeah. Yeah, this is like oh, big facts. Peak Nayato at this point for me. Like he he's such a good character here. Like he finally gives me something. Do you remember how last time I told you, Nate, that I couldn't give you any kind of rating on him yet because I didn't know him enough? Yeah. Now I can give you a real rating on him. I like mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. He's good. <clears throat> it's weird. It's it also shows sides of him that we hadn't seen before because up to this point he's been kind of been seen as like this cold, power hungry douchebag. But then we see yeah. him like afraid in this episode. Yeah. And we see him like hesitant and then at the end we see that the guy actually has a soft spot to him where he comes back and you know sees the kid off and talks him into having the surgery and everything like it added layers to him very subtly and he was showing some concern for Tatsuya when Tatsuya was getting beaten up too oh yeah uh, by the monster um I I want to say that, like, it, it's kind of weird that this episode is uh, Naoto-centric because I, I actually said this in uh, my document reviewing all the Time Force episodes. The Time Force episode equivalent, I guess you could say, is a Lucas-centric episode. But ironically enough, it actually kind of gives some subtle character development for Eric because it's taking footage from this episode. But I feel like, because, like, you know, because, you know, we have Eric showing genuine concern for Wes in the same way that Naoto was showing genuine concern for Tatsuya. But I but I feel like, you know, this, you know, this does it, yeah. you know, just a little bit better because it is a Naoto centric episode. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, I gave the Time Force episode a nine because I really liked it and I like this one, too. I, so I don't want to give it a 10 because it's not like a mind blowing episode, but I'm still going to give it a nine because I still thought it was this- good. It, it's nine because it's seen as a throwaway episode, but there's a lot to it that helps. Yeah, yeah. So, y'all both gave nines, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm up the ante. Nine point five. Sweet. Oh man, the balls on this man. <laughs> Look, I do what I can. <laughs> uh, Anthony, what would you give it? What'd you say? My bad. I was saying I say at the same time about <laughs> nine Anthony as well. Because we both said nine at the same time. Okay. Yeah, Anthony tried to talk on top of me. He, he tried to he tried to one frame mute, on mute, <laughs> say what he wanted to say and then remute. <laughs> and he failed. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be Anthony, one punch you're man. not one punch man. You can't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> frame perfect Whoa, podcasting <laughs> yeah all right so now we got a case file 36 honest as it is um and this is a big episode this is actually uh i don't want to say conclusion because it's going to last up to the final episode but it kind of you know brings a little bit of closure to doman well it does end the doman isa honami love triangle in a very good way I'm, um so Doman and ISA get caught in the middle of a bomb deal with the Londars, and at the same time, uh, Doman is trying to pressure ISA to resolve matters with Honami. And uh, the big plot about this is that Doman initially tries to get ISA to say to like start a relationship with her, 
because he wants to let her go. But then when the bomb is about to go off where they are and Doman uh, like tackles Honami to try and keep her covered and he realizes I can't let this woman go. Like I love her so much. And while Doman is holding Honami, she realizes, oh, wow, this guy was time yellow the whole time. And at the very end of the episode, they meet and they go on a date. A um, couple of things to note. Uh, uh, Naoto only appears on Transform in this episode. He doesn't transform into a time fire. Uh, we get some private moments that kind of slowly develop the Tatsuya and Yuri relationship. Uh, Tatsuya is teaching Yuri how to make hotcakes. And then there's also this uh, moment where Tatsuya is like, hey, Yuri, you know that uh, Domon and Honami got together, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's nice. And then there's like this really <laughs> awkward very cute but awkward silence uh this episode was not adapted into time force at all the monster wasn't in time force either and here's also a really weird uh fun fact about this episode the thief in this episode that steals the bomb the character's name is reiji he's actually a returning character and i didn't realize this until i was on the ranger wiki but he was a character in episode 16 of the previous sentai QQ Sentai GoGo 5. That episode was actually written by Yasuko Kobayashi as well. So Kobayashi's kind of returning a character from one of her. Now, it's not a huge deal because, I mean, obviously this character, I would have noticed that this character was returning if he left an impact on me in the GoGo 5 episode, but it's just something to note. Um, what do we think about this one, guys? Um weird thing for me to say because i do end up liking uh both of these characters i thought that the payoff for this arc was going to be a little bit more uh big i guess that's the word i want to use that this felt way too subtle to me i don't know if that's just me but I I guess I can I guess I get it but I don't know like the moment at the end where like they hug and then they're walking together like awkwardly I mean that was just so adorable that it really had me Oh smile. no that part was good but I thought like it wasn't going to be wrapped up in a single episode where you know I thought it was going to be like a like a at least like a two-parter thing that like really like draw like strung it out a little bit longer it felt like that it was just rushed to the to the point a little bit too quickly yeah and it just felt felt a little bit flat for me like i liked the resolution here a lot i thought it was mm -hmm. pretty heartwarming but no patrick i agree with you that we could have had a bit more to the ending of the storyline yeah because i know in the beginning i didn't like it the triangle but the more I watched of it, I liked it, and I wanted, like, a good send-off for it. Which, I mean, we got. They're together, and that's the important part. Mm -hmm. But, no, it just felt kind of rusted point. I was going to say, like, yeah, I also agree. It just felt like, oh, yeah, it's resolved now. And it's like, you know, it just felt awkward, you know. It's like, I thought I was, like, expecting more, like, that's it. Like, you're not going to do anything more with these characters like that. And he's like, nope. I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, but I mean, well, they do go on to do story. some more stuff with them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but I was it's... about to say that 
I was going to say that Domon and Hanami at least not can go on cute dates together in the rest of the episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I was kind of, I would have done here is when Domon kind of reveals himself to her that he's time yellow, she has like this moment of like, I've been chasing this guy around, but you're the actual guy. She has like this like weird, like, back and forth in her mind yeah i kind of thought that was gonna happen to go too. towards or something and it would have made when she yeah. finally picks domon a little bit more a little bit more like dramatic or something like he he does something like what he did here where he he jumps on her to protect her during the bomb and stuff and that's what like finally I, flips i felt that would honestly for me that would have like helped the story out a little bit more in my personal opinion as well Yeah, because this they they treat this as a major character moment for Domon, but it doesn't feel like a major character moment for him in terms of like scope or scale or whatever. So, yeah, <clears throat> I, I'm gonna say this like I, I get your criticisms, but I, I'm gonna defend this. Like I get what you're saying about the Domon and Honami thing. Like it could be a little stronger but one of the reasons why i personally loved this is because i feel like all six of the rangers had like a moment to shine here so we have the domon and honami thing which mm -hmm. okay that was that was <clears throat> isa plays a part in this because he finally mm -hmm. stops being a jerk to domon and actually does something nice for him <laughs> which you know that would never happen yeah Shion is just the same old brainiac and he disables the bomb uh Tatsuya and Yuri have some adorable moments. Like that scene where Tatsuya is teaching Yuri how to make cod cakes was honestly kind of cute. Mm -hmm. And then Naoto at the end, <laughs> this part made me laugh. There's the part where like the thief is in the water. He's like, help me, help me, help me. I'm drowning. Oh, yeah. He's like, Naoto's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and let you suffer for a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is way too entertaining. <laughs> So, yeah, I get the criticisms, but honestly, like, with all six of the Rangers getting their moments to shine, and they're not, not, not all of them are great, but I, I still honestly love this episode. Like, I mean, I, I, I still like it too, but I, I think it needed a little bit something more to yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, some of the things you're pointing out, yeah, they're good character moments, but even some of those feel kind of weak to me, like Tatsuya and Yuri's, like, adorable, like they're cute moments, but... It just doesn't feel organic. I don't know. How would you say it doesn't feel organic? It's just like, to me, it seems like it came out of left field a little bit in the last couple of episodes that, oh, they have a thing for each other, which <clears throat> wasn't there in the beginning. And when I, Zen and OS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't feel like it was like, there from for Jen and Wes at the beginning. Like I feel like Jen genuinely disliked Wes and it like happened mm -hmm. over time. So well, I, mean, I am I'm four episodes into Time Force right now. And while Jen is still mourning Alex heavily, um what I was gonna say is that Wes and Zen, while Zen was a uh, very very much still mourning the loss of Alex, you could kind of tell that she was at least starting to like Wes more than she was wanting to let on. Like, it was very subtle stuff. Like, that little smile she gave him and 
um, just like those subtle little interactions made me think, okay, yeah, I could see them. I could see the beginning of like her liking him now. And of course, I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that they look alike. And she's kind of replacing in her mind Alex for Wes. But I, I mean, still saw it from the beginning there, you know? I mean, I think it's more that, and I mean, if you interpret it like that, great. I mean, the way I kind of see it, and I say this, and maybe you'll, I mean, you still need to watch a little bit more. But like the way that I see it, like she accepted Wes in the third yeah. in the third episode well second because you know the first one was a two part of blah blah blah, blah. um like and then she you know and she accepts that he needs to be there but i don't feel like she truly like i feel like she accepted him as a friend more and more like like as the series went on i feel like the uh the jen's uh no no, no that, not jen's revenge uh time force trader which was the adapted from the episode that uh we just started with uh th that episode where that monster was being all handsy with yuri uh yeah. i feel like that was when she kind of when she and wes kind of hit a bit of a point in their um like in their relationship now wes wes always had a thing for jen i mean there's literally an episode early on uh love struck rangers where that monster is trying to hit on him and then jen is like hey wes is like hey there's a girl i like so could you just kind of leave me alone <laughs> so yeah. but i don't feel like i don't feel like jen truly except like saw wes as truly realized her feelings for wes until after that story arc where alex comes back and but then no, I, I but then ironically enough, I feel like after that point, because there the episode that follows immediately after that, uh, Undercover Rangers is what it's called. That's where the dynamic kind of shifts where Wes used to like Jen and like hit on her, but Jen was like Jen was kind of confused and she was mourning Alex. And then when Alex comes back and then Jen realizes how much of a jerk he is, uh, she develops an attraction to Wes, but then Wes is all like well, I kind of see what Wes saw in Alex, so maybe I should kind of back off a little bit. And they literally say that in a in that episode. So yeah, but so I'll I'll admit that yes, I feel like it's more apparent in Time Force early on, like there's a dynamic. But mm -hmm. I still feel like Yuri and Tatsuya, even though again we we can sit here and talk about how 25 episodes in, I mean, it's only starting to kind of surface and I get that criticism, but I feel like ever since that thing where they opened up to each other, there's been like some organic chemistry between them. Yeah. I, I can see that. Um, I, I think my, my concern here, and we'll talk about this a lot more when we get to the time force versus time ranger. Mm -hmm. Um, this is where I'm going to just say Jen and Wes are just a better story and much more enjoyable to me than Tatsuya and Yuri. Not to say that there's anything inherently wrong with these two. There's not. They're, they're fine characters. They're just not to the same level. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, yeah. I, I agree that there should have been more of a romantic dynamic between them before Case File 24 or I 25, agree. whichever number it was. But uh, yeah. So I can agree with you on that, but but I'll but I'll still defend this a little bit and feel like ever since that episode, I feel like the romantic chemistry has been kind of 
a bit more organic. Yeah. But uh, what do we want to give a case file 36 out of a 10, hmm. guys? Um, I'll go to eight as well. Probably an eight. I was going to go with an eight. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still just going to give it a nine just because I like how all the characters shined. And again, that moment where Naoto decides to just let that guy almost drown, like... Sorry, that's that'll never not be funny. Uh, speaking of Naoto, uh, the next case file is an episode revolving around him. Uh, case file 37, Targeted Power. Uh, this episode is very similar to the Time Force episode. Uh, the only difference is that uh, this episode does not debut uh, an armored power-up form for Naoto, while in the Time Force episode it does. Uh, it Eric's Mega Battle Mode. Mm-hmm. Which that mega battle mode is awesome, by the way. Um, yeah. Um, so Naoto discovers from the Londars of the day of this episode that the Time Rangers are from the 30th century. Uh, basically, this monster has a voice mimicker that he uses to uh, to uh, mimic Naoto's voice, and he uses it to summon the V Rex. And it's like, hey, how do you like our 30th century technology, dude? And then Naoto is all like, wait, 30th century? <laughs> That's how he finds out. And then. Uh, um, and he gets, you know, he has a bit of a verbal confrontation with Yuri. She tells him, you need to work with us. But now it is all like, nah, I'm, nah, this is actually pretty useful information. And, uh, I don't know how I'm going to use it to get power, but I'm going to use it. So yeah, he like low key kind of stabs them in the back, which is the exact opposite of what the time force, uh, episode does where, Eric says he's not going to make any promises, but then he ultimately decides, yeah, I'm not going to rat him out. I'm not going to do that to them. Uh, and um, he, uh, Naoto takes his first step toward gaining more power in this episode because he becomes the uh, ch- headquarters chief of the city guardians because the former captain, uh, he was actually, he was appointed to that position, but then he gets dismissed because he actually kind of messed with Naoto for a little bit, uh, like ba- basically Naoto called for help, and then the guy just ignored it. Uh, other than that, uh, this is another episode that had a lot of footage of untransformed Naoto being used in place of Eric. Uh, the shots of him aiming Yuri's Vol sniper at the Londars with his back to the camera, of course. Uh, him mounting the V Commander on his wrist. Uh, those were all. Uh, all that footage was used because. You know, when Briz was watching this batch of episodes, he actually sent me a text like saying, "Like, dude, how does this guy look so much like Dan Southworth?" And they exploited the hell out of that by having Naoto appear untransformed in several episodes in place of Eric, and this is one of them. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, and I've met Dan South, and I've met him in person too. I know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. I met him too, actually. But still, regardless. Yeah, I was actually with Riz when I met Dan Southworth, so. Well, you met him before me, too. Yeah, he was my very first Power Ranger actor. That's a memory I'm always going to cherish. And by the way, if you guys want to see how uh, awkward and how starstruck I am, you guys can actually watch that on the podcast by watching me interview Dan <laughs> Southworth a couple of years ago. Yeah. Just a shameless plug. Uh, Is it stainless if it's for our own website? Eh, I guess not. Well, what do we think about this episode, guys? Um, somebody else can go first. <laughs> I'll let you go first. Nah, I'm still trying to 
fully remember this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna I, go ahead, Riz. My bad. I just need to kind of. I kind of did it in the last batch, but this is where I just like I get really frustrated. So when I watched Time Ranger originally, I think the first ten episodes were like legit subs, like TVD Home. But then everything after that were like a bunch of uh, what they call uh, Hong Kong subs, where like they translate the English from Chinese to Chinese, oh and then they translate that Chinese to English, and the subs are horrible. And this episode made me realize just how horrible the subs are because the subs that I watched gives me gives you the idea that now it us all like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna betray you guys, you know, I, I'll keep your secret, your secret safe with me, and all that. And that's the exact opposite of what he does. And when I saw that, like in the the actual subs, have him say, uh, no, screw you guys, I'm gonna use this secret to my advantage, and like give him the middle finger, like. I just, I don't know. It just frustrates me so much that my first time watching Time Ranger and I watch it with a bunch of stupid stuff, with stupid are we talking? <laughs> are we talking worse than Gridman subs? Because oh, that's uh, worse than that. If it's worse lie. than Gridman subs. Because <laughs> Gridman subs are a whole nother level of problem to me. <laughs> yeah. Can you huh? guys hear me now? Yeah, you yeah. froze for a second. Probably worse than that, because like my wife, my wife <laughs> could see some of those subs and says that they weren't all that bad. Like yeah. worse than Gridman subs. That's that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm glad I don't have the good subs. <laughs> well, yeah, because the, these subs are probably the ones that were put on the DVDs. So yeah, yeah, I, I watched so. the season directly off the Shout Factory website, so I know it's their subtitles. And I, I can't wait till we Ooh. do Hurricane Drew because Hurricane Drew was another season that I watched with those secondhand terrible yeah, subs. Thank, good, thank right. goodness Shout is yeah, thank goodness Shout is sub that season. So Yay, physical <laughs> media. It was Decker Ranger. What was the most recent like, season they've done? Was it is it Decker Ranger? They did Decker Ranger too. Yeah. I think so. Abba Ranger. Oh, is yeah, it Decker Ranger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh putting that aside. I, I really like this one, but I don't know if I would rank it ahead of the Time Force episode, just because I've said this before. The, the Time Force episode is my favorite episode of the whole series, with the exception of the finale. Like, I just, I love how it develops Eric's character, and I always love the ending where, like, you know, he's being all, like, you know, where the little girl is just, you know, playing with his birds, and, you know, it's just a silent moment, and you see Wes next to him just my like you know what things are gonna work out for the guy like th that's a very heartfelt moment it's not present here i'm not saying that this episode is bad because it's not but i the time force episode just hit me on a bunch of different levels with eric's character development and that's the episode where i feel like eric really becomes my favorite sixth ranger of all time so i'm only gonna say it's like behind the time mm -hmm. force episode by like maybe like a razor thin margin but yeah it's, i still prefer the time force episode you know you mentioning that part about him um you know spending time with the girl and his birds and how what it did for uh, eric here with nalto it almost seems like he was doing it just to you know, get the girl off his back. Like it felt like dismissive yeah. more than 
Well, because Eric sees it as like a, you know, like, oh, oh this is adorable, you know, and that, that's that weird uh, difference between the two characters. And well, he doesn't give Naruto the little girl is... his. He doesn't give the little girl his birds in the time Not yet. episode. It's more like it's more like you oh, saved right. my yeah. birds, so you can yeah. come and visit them whenever you want. Like it's oh, a yeah, genuinely yeah. nice gesture. Yeah, that's what, yeah, but in in this one, it's like he feels like here, just take them so you can leave me alone. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, a totally Naruto yeah. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be nice in the most dickish way possible. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, Naruto is just such a bizarre character to try to dissect because he he's such a douche, and then he'll do something nice with ill intention, and like I don't, <laughs> he's such a bizarre character to dissect for me. Uh, Riz, Anthony, what do you want to say about this one? I have to agree with you, Nate. Like, what from what little I remember to Eric episode of this i enjoyed that one a lot more but yeah definitely razor thin here on it like it i have trouble remembering some of the stuff in this episode one because of how long ago it was but also just it just seemed like typical naota in terms of like oh he's power hungry he's gonna go you know try and assert his power and dominance in the uh, equivalents of the Silver Guardians organization here. Like, yeah, that's it's it's probably my biggest problem with Naoto as a character is that Eric very clearly had a an arc where he yeah. started to I guess lighten up a little bit. Yeah, to where he became more cooperative with the rest of the Time Force Rangers. Naoto is just doing everything he can to be the most <laughs> unlikable piece of crap alive. <laughs> even to the point, even to his own higher-ups, because this episode here, he basically had, like, the ex-leader of the City Guardians see that, oh, he's in trouble, I'm just gonna leave him to die, and Naoto didn't learn a single thing from this. Yeah, pretty like, much. Okay, <laughs> One-up this idiot. <laughs> you yeah, know... He's like, okay, I'm not going like, far enough. Like, is what, what he no. got from that. Like, no, you're you're learning the wrong lessons from this situation, man. <laughs> These aren't the things you got to be learning here, guys. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I disrespected somebody and I got punished for it. Time to disrespect <laughs> him harder. That's <laughs> that's terrible life advice. <laughs> Time for more disrespect, yeah, guys. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> I'm gonna give this one. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine yeah. just because I I gave the Time Force episode a ten. So, like, so I mean, it's still good. <laughs> Although I do kind of wish that Naruto got the Mega Battle mode like the Time Force episode did, because again, that 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 Mega Battle mode for Eric is just awesome. I'm gonna give this an I don't know seven or eight. I can't decide. Patrick, give us the numbers. I can copy you. Yeah, I'm I'm giving it a seven too. Just mostly because I don't think this episode really does anything for Naoto's character, even though it tries to imply it does. I think yeah, I the Groundhog Day episode did more for his character than this one did. Thank you. 
Okay, so that's what I was trying to convey earlier, that this is typical yeah. narrative behavior, but there's nothing spectacular or interesting about it. It's just mm-hmm. him being himself. There's no development. There's no arc. Like, it's just him being an ass. For me, <laughs> I want to give it a seven so yeah, as well. I want to echo that seven. Like, like, like everybody else said, if Naruto had just, you know learn from this instead of just like going hey i'm just gonna keep being a douche and not learn anything then i would have given a higher score all right so next up we're going to move on to case file 38 uh called good night uh it's a Shion centric filler episode uh so the time rangers they get caught in the middle of a crisis with a movie making londars while they're trying to protect uh Shion because uh, he's about to enter into a week-long hibernation for his species. Uh, Shion does not transform into Time Green, although he tries to twice and fails. Um, yeah, and, he at least tries. It's, like um, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Um, th- th- this was adapted in about two-part episode Time Force uh, Movie Madness, which I'll talk about that. But uh, the big thing here is that a uh, Providus, it was called the Transport Megazord in a uh, Time Force. Uh, it's this yellow robot in the 30th century that like punches the mechs through the time portal it actually is brought in to assist the time rangers in their mech battle here because of the monster with his movie making abilities and it's yeah. the only time that it engages in combat uh so what um oh and there's also a yeah there's kind of a low-key et reference in this episode because uh the, the rangers oh yeah flying on bikes and they they <laughs> they start to fly and then we actually see their silhouettes on the moon just like from that famous in et so uh yeah what do we think about this one guys well i want to start off by asking y'all how do you rate this compared to the time force equivalent i call this better than the time force episode just because so first of all, I feel like the Time Force episode was stretched out too long. Like it didn't need to be a two-parter, and like I feel like the the two episodes that this took up. I mean, why is this a two-parter? But the team up with Lightspeed Rescue is not a two-parter. Like because, and I say I say how dare you? <laughs> okay, fine, but like no, no, no. I was saying that you, but towards you, Riz. I was saying towards yeah. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying Lightspeed was bad. My bad. No, no, no. Okay. I was saying towards you, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying I didn't to disrespect <laughs> Lightspeed. I'm just saying that they didn't care enough to. <laughs> no, no, but to go off, to go, but here's the main issue. This episode does have character related drama because, you know, like the Time Rangers want to protect Shion, who yeah. is like their little brother, effectively, or he's like the baby of the team, and they're trying to protect him. And Shion feels like he's being a burden to the team. It's simple, but it's great stuff. And like, I just love how they're constantly trying to go out of their way to make sure that Shion's okay. So that's legitimate character drama. In the Time Force episode, there's no character moments. And it's a perfect opportunity to give some character moments. Like, these like all of the rangers being trapped in their different movies but in their favorite types of movies which i'll say that was pretty badass jen likes kung fu movies that's it west yeah west and trip like western movies lucas likes a sam lucas likes samurai movies cool uh katie likes uh musical movies and then eric for some reason gets put in a tarzan movie even though 
we don't really have much of an explanation there. And like, and then Eric just disappears. And then after Eric gets released from his movie universe, he just disappears entirely. And the rest of the episode is just a bunch of stupid antics where they're running around from the monster. Rancic puts on this Mad Max outfit because <laughs> his cool. actor was the main villain in one of the Mad Max movies. Isn't that cool? And like, it is which cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool, but it's a style over substance thing. Yeah, for me with the Time Force episode. While here, okay, there's not a great amount of substance, but there's substance with the. Yeah, even though for me, oh, I'm so sorry, Riz, go ahead. You get what I mean? Yeah, and that. I was gonna say yeah, and that was my dilemma when I asked you the question. Is I was having a hard time deciding which one I like better because there are parts of the Time Force stuff that I did like. Like, while it was kind of frivolous and, you know, just fillery, I genuinely enjoyed all the running around stuff. But the Time Ranger episode is better, in my opinion, because I like Sion's development with the sleeping thing, and that's just hilarious to me. Yeah. And I honestly don't get why they couldn't have just made it a single episode and just copied the episode entirely with them just trying to keep trip protected because i don't think trip gets another focus episode after like i can't even remember i think the last trip focused episode is the one where he stands up to eric when he's trying to kill that mutant uh and then after that he gets nothing like it it would have been perfectly fine just to explain that you know like trip trips going through a period yeah. where like yeah uh Zybrians, yeah, I think that's what Trips Alien Species yeah. is called, uh, get, are going through a period where they're weakened and the people try to protect them. Like, if they just, honestly, if the Time Force episode just copied this one, it would have been, it would have been a lot better than it actually was. And I'm not, and yeah, the, the Time Force episode is mindless fun. It's fun. I like watching it, but it's just mindless fun with no real substance, if you know what I mean. But I mean, okay. The tone of Time Force leans a tad bit darker, in my opinion, than Time Ranger does as a whole. So you need stuff like this every now and then, like this mindless fun to break it up, I think. I mean, fair enough, but it didn't have to be a two-parter, in my opinion. I mean... Yeah, I, I can see why you say yeah, that, but here. I also say I had fun, so I don't really care. Uh, what do you think, Patrick? You've been kind of quiet. Um, I think I agree that the Time Force one probably shouldn't have been two episodes, but at the same time, I think it was a lot more entertaining because it looked like the actors had a lot, of, a lot more fun filming that episode than the Time Ranger cast did. And yeah. when 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 you see the actors yeah. are having fun filming something, it kind of makes it a lot more fun to watch. So, but in the end, both nothing. episodes kind of <laughs> accomplish the same thing, which is nothing, <laughs> really. So I don't really care one way or the other. <laughs> well, I gave the Time Force a seven, so I'm going to give this one an eight, honestly. I'm gonna give it a seven as well. Yeah, six. Uh, I'm gonna go with seven. Okay. All right. So next up, we get a two-part episode. Um, 
it's uh, kind of a rep, uh, case file 39, a lie soaked in rain, and then case file 40, I guess it retires. Uh, this is basically a two-part that wraps up uh, ISA's story arc. Um, well, it doesn't wrap up entirely because it's not going to be wrapped up until later, but this kind of concludes it a little bit. Uh, so the Time Rangers, they have to team up with Dornero because there's this uh, deadly disease being spread all over the place by uh, by um, by uh, the Londars of the day. Um, and a cure is developed for the virus. Uh, this virus is going to kill people slowly, and ISA races to deliver it because he doesn't want anybody to uh, get killed for, you know, he doesn't want anybody to suffer the same fate that he's inevitably going to. But then, unfortunately, because he's driving really fast, he has a violent seizure that renders him unconscious. And then at the end, uh, after the Londars is, is uh, freeze-compressed, the other Time Rangers rush to ISA's side, and they're just worried about him. And that's when Tatsuya's thinking, should I tell them or should I not? I don't know. And then that transitions to Case File 40, where Tatsuya reveals the secret to the others. And he has less than a half a year to live. And they want him to retire. Um, and... You know, Domon is the most forceful, but then ISA just, you know, he keeps it going just saying, I want to keep fighting because fighting is the only thing that really gives me hope for the future. And in the end, they accept it and they keep fighting together. Um, another big thing, and this is going to play a big part in the next big episode that we get, is that, uh, so you you probably might have guessed it, but Gian is the one who releases the Londars of a Day in this episode. Uh and Donero is revealed to have a means of controlling Gian. Uh, you know, as he's becoming more and more insane, he puts this key into Gian's back and it just reduces him to like this child like person. Which I mind, it looks like a, uh, like a pacifier bubbles, if you look closely at it. Bubbles. <laughs> um, yeah. God. But it's but it's gonna but it ends up having a little bit of a deeper meaning. We're going to find that out very quickly in this batch of episodes, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, what do we think about this two-parter, guys? I think this is one of the better two-parters we had in this thing. Yep. Um, I think Domon and ISA's relationship is what really sold it on me. Like, if it wasn't for Domon's oh, response, yes. this would have been very meh. But mm -hmm. Domon's responses would be the thing amazing yeah, Domon and ISA's like tough love dynamic is endearing. Cause yeah. in the the episode we had a cup a little bit ago with um Honami, you know, he was basically he was basically threatening Domon. It's like you go get her. <laughs> now now yeah. Domon's returning the, the point is like, we care about you, idiot, punch him in the face. <laughs> I, I love their dynamic. So, this two-part, especially the second part, dude, I was in tears when it was the scene with uh, Domon and ISA. Um, Domon wanted to punch ISA, but ISA was like, like oh, you're going to hit me because I'm sick? And I'm like, and I just, I don't know, if that, that part just made me tear up because it made me think, like, you know, of 
was wishful with my family members. I thought I was going to lose my um, grandpa at one point because he had a heart attack. And I just was like, you know, that that, that really brought up, like, you know, losing a family yeah. member. And it really, like, just brought me to tears because of it. And it was just like, it's like, this is some heavy stuff. Like, <laughs> And I yeah, think it's whole... it's great that they made Doman of all people be the guy who tries to punch ISA because remember, mo- most people not like you know this was before he met Honami. His big thing was that he comes from a big family in the future that he misses, and he's worried that he might not see that family again. So the Time Rangers now are his family, and now he's worried that he's going to lose even another family member from this new family. Like it's just like. That's why he probably yeah. got so emotional that he was crying and he was going to punch ISA in the face. Mm-hmm. But it's and also it, a I mean, moment I, of ahead, it, it also kind of it also kind of erases the concern that ISA had and why he wanted to keep it a secret for so long is that he didn't yeah. want to be given like special treatment. So when Dolmon hesitated to punch him. I say almost to like, that. Oh, like, now you're not going to punch me because you know I'm sick. That, that, you like, know? come on, bro. And it, it yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're going to get soft. Yeah. Now you're going to get all soft on me, Doman. I, I don't like that. And it, <laughs> it was like a thing of, okay, well, maybe he's, a, you know, regardless of what happens to him, his wish is to be treated like there's nothing wrong. So. It, it put ISA's like concerns aside and allowed him to be more comfortable in the group. Like, just this, this whole episode was just written so well, and it has one of my favorite like cinematic moments in the season, where it's everybody huddled around his unconscious body in the rain, and Tatsu yeah. is just standing there looking broken, and you even see like Naoto standing yeah. like a little bit up the road, looking genuinely concerned. Yeah, like that whole that whole shot was amazing. And I would say maybe the first part gave some good development for ISA too, uh, just because uh, like when we first met him, you know, he's just like completely uncaring. Like you know, maybe he cares a little bit about like other people living, but he just doesn't seem to be like his whole attitude is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be dead in a little while." I mean, who cares? But then here he's like, "Oh my god." this disease could kill a bunch of people just like me. I don't want other people to suffer the same fate. And he's like, mm-hmm. he literally puts himself in like a life threatening condition just to get that cure to everybody. Yeah. It's too late for and, me. I'm not, it's not too late for everyone else. Very, it's a, it's a noble yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing I could say is, uh, so the funny thing is both these episodes were adapted into Time Force, but they weren't connected. Like the first episode, ironically enough, was connected to the episode where Alex comes back, where we learn more about Frax's backstory because that mutant is uh, responsible for Rancic's condition. Love that episode. The oh, episode yeah. that's adapted to 40, that is the worst episode of Time Force ever. The, this episode, the, the Time Ranger episode is... Oh my God! ISA is dealing with a lot of drama. What's going to happen to him? But the Time Force episode is mm. Nadira and Lucas go out on a date. Hijinks and Sue. Whoop oh, sweet. yes, that mm. was the that was the episode. That was the episode that this. Oh God! Yeah. And let me make one thing clear: I don't mind the plot of that episode if they used it to. 
no. foreshadow Nadira's redemption, but they don't, and it's just used for stupid comic relief antics that aren't even that funny. Therefore, it's a bad episode. Sorry, I'm don't having mind. A moment. Comic I'm having a moment antics. of. I'm having a moment of introspection coming to the realization that that's what Time Force did with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm questioning some I mean, life choices. <laughs> it could have been worse. Yeah, I know. There's only two Time Force episodes that I think are genuinely bad. The the episode where Katie gets uh, sent back in time, which even then is yeah, it was kind of meh. It's just kind of a that wasn't eh. a bad episode. It was yeah. just kind of eh. And then and then there was this episode, which I do think is genuinely bad because it misses an opportunity to foreshadow Nadira's redemption. Like, I don't know, maybe they get together through the misunderstanding and then <clears throat> Nadira and Lucas have a genuine connection. I mean, Nadira is starting to think, wow, yeah. he's yeah, actually that, kind of nice. That, that episode, that, yeah, that episode's going to, that episode brings me back to every, like what I was regurgitating all throughout our zoo ranger thing. I hate episodes that are wasted potential. <laughs> that episode is the definition yeah. of wasted potential. <laughs> like she could have been like, wow, this guy is actually really nice. Maybe humans aren't as bad as my father says. I mean, Rancic is all like, right, pretty much. You don't need a ranger. Come on, you Break him And then, because you can, like, I don't mind the comic relief antics. I just wish that they did that. Because the, the next episode of that time from after that is the beginning of Time Force's in-game arc. So, perfect mm. opportunity to foreshadow her redemption. And you just waste it, like, like that's a genuinely bad episode. Every even good seasons have bad episodes. Oh, dude, I could go on and on and on about. Okay, that was the episode where Dana gets uh, spotted by some like uh, agent chick or whatever, and she just becomes complete out of nowhere. She's ignoring ignoring the Ranger duties. She. Lee's Kelsey oh, hanging yeah, with the episode that, uh, uh, routine uh, exercise or whatever. It was just bad. And then all of a sudden she's... Oh yeah, that if, one if episode that... where she randomly... Yes! That yeah, was that, that episode, episode where she randomly becomes Paris Hilton for no reason. That... <laughs> I want to shoot it. Like, I, I would, I would human, shoot I it Carter, be a Carter style. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, ten times. That episode worse. is worse than the Time Force episode we were just talking about. Just to it's like clarity. take take that episode, take that moment from the first episode where Carter runs over the yeah. monster and just Photoshop the title card of that episode on the monster. Hey. <laughs> it just runs it over. Well, what do we want to give this uh, two parter, guys? Oh man, if I'm I had gonna... to give something a ten, if I had to get something a ten, this would be it. But I am. Dude, I'm giving certain hesitant to definitely ten. I'm picking nine. I'm giving it a nine. Oh man. Um, I mean the, the, the ending the, scene where they're all walking together and they're like laughing and bumping each other like a family, like that was a genuinely heartfelt moment. Like that's on par yeah. with like something that I would see the time like honestly, it, I wish that is, I know that the Time Force cast has a lot of great chemistry. I wish that they did something like that where they're just bumping into each other and laughing. Because they would totally do that. Yeah, that final shot of them walking away felt like the first time where they had fully become yeah. like a true team to me. 
Thank you. Yeah. Because they've been going through so (laughs) many, like... Let's give them a 10. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to give it this. Yeah. I I have... I Okay, I cave. (laughs) Yeah, I cave. Peer pressure, peer pressure, peer pressure. Go, go, go. Yeah. Life lesson, kids. Wait, Come to peer pressure. Were you singing it just like a certain song that we dislike? Or was it... Okay. Because it it sounds just like it a little bit. No. What song are you talking about? Don't say it, Anthony. I know what you're saying. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Wait, no, now I gotta know. The old drop theme song. Oh my god. Ah! <laughs> Anthony, I hate that song. I could kick you right Dude, now. Dude, <laughs> the way you sounded, it had the same cadence and all that. Yeah. I will, oh my god. I will, gr- I will grid man through the internet and punch you through your monitor for even bringing <laughs> that song up to me. <laughs> I will join Patrick in doing that for even even thinking I would do something so low and dastardly and dirty. See, I, see, I shouldn't have said. See, I shouldn't have said nothing. I shouldn't have said nothing. I just kept my mouth shut. You, you, sh- you know, you know how you know how he gets set off from Geki Ranger. That I get set off that like that from Overdrive. You think I don't either? <laughs> hey, Pat- I hate that show. Hey Patrick, guess what? We all do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a good, that is a good point. Our Digi Ranger channel made a, made a milking right. <laughs> off of that. <laughs> that whole stick. I still remember whenever um, I was watching this crap for the first time, and I just started texting Patrick at the end. I was like, Patrick, what the hell is this? Crap? <laughs> I, remember you, I remember you texting me the first time you were watching Overdrive, and I was just watching you have a mental breakdown via text message. <laughs> I wish I saw this text. But I don't. Those were like from a decade ago. God, though, so I don't care. I still wish I they had were, them. They were genuinely hilarious. They were. <laughs> oh my god, Anthony! How dare you? I should have said nothing. See, I, I was like, I, I should have never said nothing. Yeah. Did you learn your lesson? Okay. Did you okay, learn your first, lesson? <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta go to the bed here. First, oh, Anthony introduces me to that crap so Geki Ranger and gets me to... <laughs> Look, I said I was sorry. Dang it. So, here's the rant right away. <laughs> now, he he thinks I'm singing the Overdrive theme song. I, I thought you knew him better than this. <laughs> How dare you? We friends, bro. Bro. <laughs> you betrayed me. I thought so too. <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to we got we got that out of our system. <laughs> Look, on the bright side, I'm no longer have any reason to rant about Geki Ranger. It's done. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, don't leave that one. <laughs> no, no. For for this episode, it's done. It'll come back next okay. episode. You know. Unless I bring up something else like that that gets him off, that gets him all crazy. I mean. Don't don't bring up that possibility, please. Anyway, we have uh, another filler episode, Tatsuya and Yuri centric, called uh, "Expose the Prophet," uh, where Tatsuya and Yuri go undercover. They're investigating a part. Uh, they're investigating a cult that's part of a swindling scam from the Londars. Uh, a big thing here is that. Uh, 
Domon reveals that he and Honami actually met, and he actually revealed to her that he's from the 30th century, but she doesn't really care. And because of this, he tries to put uh, pressure um, on Tatsuya and Yuri to just admit that they like each other. So that's about it. Uh, it it's pretty similar to... It's pretty much has the exact same plot as the Time Force episode, though, uh, Undercover Rangers, where Wes and Jin go undercover. Uh, what do we think about this one, guys? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it was a goofy premise. The whole yeah, that's fair. Thing. Yeah, kind of creepy. But it was nice for these two to finally open up to each other. I feel like it just been dragging its feet a little bit recently, but. To finally get some net actual progression in it, it was welcome. But I think the Domon parts are better. Yeah. Where he's like <laughs> yeah. telling Hanami about the future. And then also like him wanting the two of them to fall in love. Yeah. Domon I thought those playing, are the best parts of it. Domon playing yeah. the wing man thing. <laughs> Domon trying to be a real one. Honestly, y'all, I know this is going to sound biased, but I just honestly think the Time Force did it better. Just, just saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it it's ultimately, I, I feel like, I mean, I'm going to defend the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still, like, I've already kind of defended the romance. I feel like the chemistry is moving a bit better, but I still get it that, you know, Wes and Jen were just kind of established a lot <clears throat> earlier. So there's just a bias yeah. there. Well, it's not it's not that it's earlier. It's that it's yeah. better. I mean that yeah, but but I still think that these two are I don't know, I feel like this being an episode where they're both kind of denying <clears throat> their attraction to each other is honestly I don't know, it's honestly kind of cute to me. I mean, no, I I definitely agree like this is a cute episode. I'm not I have nothing negative to say about this one. I I'm just saying that to Anthony's defense, the Zen and West storyline was not only brought in earlier, but it has done better. Yeah, that's fair enough. What? Uh, and we got a huge three-parter next. So, uh, what do we want to give this one out of ten? We should wrap this one up. Uh, six. I'm gonna give it a six as well. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a seven. Six. It's not that bad. Look, I'll go to seven. I'm just indifferent towards it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, that's, that's where I was too. All right. So we get a three part episode, and we're going to talk about each of these uh, individually. Um, uh, so, uh, Case File 42 The Fallen Angel of Destruction. This is the beginning of a three part episode uh, where the Time Rangers, they're forced to work with Donero because Gian gets freed by a mysterious man. Uh, we're going to find out who that guy is pretty soon. Uh, we actually learn more about uh, Gian's. Uh, uh, backstory, because um, in a flashback, it's revealed that Gian was previously a a very kind of dim-witted, but ultimately innocent and kind human being. Uh, he got befriended by Donero when Donero was on the run from a gang that he was at war with, but then that gang uh, found Gian and beat him up horribly for helping Donero, and beat him nearly to death. So in desperation, Dornero paid to have Gian saved uh, 
basically he had Gian's brain implanted into a robot body. That's the body that he has now and turned him into a cyborg. And he was given the key. He was, that's the thing that we saw at the, uh, in, at the, in the previous episode that Anthony said was kind of like a pacifier. Um, it has the power to switch his robot brain off because the robot brain, as you probably would have guessed, is slowly turning him insane, as we've seen. Uh, Gian attacks the Asami group headquarters because he's stealing, uh, he's trying to steal equipment that he's going to use for his next experiment. And uh, Tatsuya's father, Wataru, he actually gets uh, horribly injured in the process, put in critical condition. Uh, before, the Time Rangers actually beat Gian into submission and they almost are able to use the key to shut him down because they try to work with Dornier here. But then the mystery man, uh, who was who actually freed Gian, he would uh, shoot Xion down. And then when Gian withdraws, the mystery man reveals himself as who? Captain Ryuya, mm -hmm. the guy from the future. Uh yeah, Anthony. Anthony's seen the in-game arc, so he knows just how much. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut for now. But yeah, um, thank you. Um, at the end of this episode, uh, to kind of lead in, a uh, Taku detects a uh, another time pulse similar to the one that unleashed the V-Rex. Uh, the um, so this episode was adapted into Time Force, pretty much the same plot, but they didn't use the monster Harbell. Um, he wasn't adapted, although there was uh, this very brief, like, blink and you'll miss it uh, shot where he's in the Sentai footage, but that's about it. Um, and yeah, that wraps up this. Uh, what do we think about this one, guys? I think Anthony has words to say, so I'm going to let him go first. Uh, I think that's going to be in relation to the in game arc, Riz. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can't okay. say nothing Never yet. Mind. Don't, don't yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, I sympathize with Anthony's feeling there, but um, th this is one of the few, like one of the big things that ever since I've finished watching this season, because I have seen the Endgame arc myself, I'm not sure who does which season did this villain better, like in terms of like their setup between Gian and Vrax, because they're both messed yeah. up. <laughs> I... <clears throat> I kind of, for the moment, lean towards Gian. I'm starting Gian to lean that way, too. He has such a tragic story compared to Frax. I think Frax is crazy. If Frax gonna... is basically, I'm going to rebuild myself as a robot and then, like, secretly work with Rancic until I get a chance to backstab him. <laughs> Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean that's a great what, story, but yeah, go ahead. Gian, just you know, yeah. What always bothered me about Frax is that there's a setup for a good backstory here, but my problem is that like, um, so the setup is great. He was a human who helped Rancic, and then Rancic, because he's a jerk, blew up his lab and tried to kill him, and then he transformed himself into a robot. But I don't get how that translates him trying to wage war with the rangers it's like after he breaks away from rancic because he almost kills rancic by destroying all that serum that would have killed him 
why is he going after the Rangers? Why is he trying to destroy the city? I mean, hasn't he? I mean, he's lit, literally at the end of the Time Force episode where we learn about his backstory. Rancic says, humans are our enemies. And then Frax says, no, humans are your enemies. And it's like, okay, Frax, then why are you making a bunch of giant robots that are going around killing humans? Like, <laughs> here, don't worry about it. Like, only thing I can so, only thing I can think of is that he's just he's he was going all scorched earth. He doesn't yeah. really care anymore. <clears throat> yeah, but that's just implied but, stuff. Here they're outright saying that he has a robot brain that's just turned him insane to the point where he just kind of has. Yeah. This, hey, wouldn't breaking, wouldn't destroying the space time continuum and killing a bunch of people, wouldn't that so, be really so, cool? Like, mm-hmm. so mean, that's yeah, so that's yeah. really why he's like that is because the robot part of him just makes him go crazy. That's what yeah. they implied. Yeah. Why did he turn him into a robot then? Yeah. Because, no, they say, are you talking about Frank Gian. or Gian? They're saying that, okay, he was beaten nearly to death and he was going to die, so they had to put his brain in a robot body. To oh, him. because I was like, I mean, he looked like he just got beat up, for, like, you know, not as bad. I've got, I, it's his thing. I just feel like if he was more or less like he, like, how I'll explain this. If it, the injuries didn't seem as severe as the way that it determined. In my personal opinion, you might, you might not disagree, and I'm perfectly fine with that. But in my eyes, it just felt like, oh, he just got beat up. And, you know, he just all of a sudden turned to a robot. And I'm just like, was that really necessary? You could have just, you know, like... You, well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I would have preferred if you had just seen, like, show us that he is, like, you know, physically beyond repair, you know? Like... I just, I'm trying to think of how. But it still works because there's an explanation why he's trying to kill a bunch of innocent people. Like <clears throat> with Frax, like, okay, we okay, cool. That explains why you want to go after Rancic and kill Rancic. Go ahead, like, thumbs up for that. But why are you trying to kill a bunch of innocent human beings and these rangers who did nothing wrong to you? Like... You know no, I get saying? it, but that's just yeah. the part with Gian and, and like, it, I just felt like it just it was like unnecessary for for Donero to, to turn him into a robot unless you see like if he was like on death's door like like physically it, it just like it didn't show me like that oh this guy could die if I don't save him but like I think a more more wounds in him like like going like uh, like ah, Donero. Uh, you know, like he could look. He could. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I it was. That, kind of, but... I thought it was. I thought it was kind of pretty obviously implied that he was basically dead. Yeah. He just didn't look like that to me. I don't know. Maybe I should. If if he looked, I guess I don't know. Maybe he if he came if he happened to see him outside already like lying there like lifeless. I would have preferred that over him just come back to the base and he's going. Donato, I didn't tell him, and you know that. I don't know. I guess I just would have preferred. Something a little different, but but the subs, but the substance of the point they're trying to get across is still vivid. no. I'm not saying that it's it's, it's just Ian, the, it's just my my weird interpretation of it. It just didn't it isn't you know it just didn't really maybe question some things. I'm just like wait, like, really? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
I do say that this also kind of makes Dolnero a little bit more interesting in the grand scheme of the series, too. Because I mean, he has a he has a good side to him. Because he so, basically just bars into this guy's house when he was on the run and and actually made a friend with somebody. You know, yeah. it's like a genuine so, friendship and he it you can actually see that he's he's actually upset that Gian is like this yeah. now because there was no like sense of like ill will or cruel heartedness in him when he was human. But in order to keep his friend alive, he had this major drawback that he has a hard time controlling. And it's it makes Dolnero I think a more layered character in hindsight. Yeah. But you want to know something, Riz? This kind of reminded me of part five of Golden Wind just a tiny bit. You want to know why? Because guess what? A kid helps out an injured mob boss. And yeah, so that's kind of, I was like, it kind of reminds me of part five Golden Wind. I'm mean, tiny. This is just, just that one aspect. Yeah. Everything else is like completely different. <laughs> I, I was gonna say that's a bit of a stretch if you ask me, but yeah. I can see what you're going for. Uh, what do we want to give this one out of ten, guys? Um, probably eight. Yeah, I'm giving it a nine just because I feel like Guillen's backstory was the meat of this episode, and it just. I honestly forgot how for me it was. it's gonna be a eight. It would have been a nine, but like I said, my even with my little rant that I just did earlier, it's it's still a good good part. So I'll give it an eight just for that. I'm gonna go at eight point five. Cool. All right, so now we're gonna move on to uh, case file forty two. The I don't know forty three. Uh, 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 wait, hold on. Uh, sorry. Numbers, they're not easy. 43, the uh, history revision order. So uh, as this episode begins, Captain Ryuya, um, he um, he relieves... So the plot of this is that he relieves Tatsuya of his duties as Time Red because he's going to be leading the Time Rangers to a critical battle. Uh, we find out in the uh, during uh, Ryuya's briefing that basically everything that has happened in the series up to now... So the Londars going through all their antics, Gian going through his rampages, the city guardians and time fire appearing. They were all part of the actual timeline, but one major thing is different. During the very first Time Ranger uh, battle um, in Case File 2, uh, where they fought the first giant monster juggler, the Time Rangers were supposed to die, but they survived because... Ryuya intervened by sending the time jets and he's allowed them to survive by sending the time jets constantly because something is about to happen. Gian is going to be unleashing a powerful robot from a time pulse. It's called the G Zord. Uh, and if it's left unstopped, it will open up a time portal that threatens to destroy the world and the 30th century. So he has Tatsuya surrender his chrono changer, Tatsuya does, and they're forced to work. And the other four don't want to work with him, but they ultimately do because they're like, well, 
our timeline is going to be destroyed if we don't help this guy. So we kind of have to. Um, but then, uh, and then it's also revealed, as you might recall in the previous case file episode, that Wataru, Tatsuya's father, was critically injured. Ryuya reveals that he's going to be dying in a couple of days, and Tatsuya's destiny is to take over the Asami group. And a uh, little bit of a subplot, we're just going to have a huge amount of meaning later on. Now it's I was thinking, oh, the boss is injured. Time to make my plan. Because Naoto, with his power-hungry uh, tendencies, is going to do well, that. Well, but um, Naoto! And... <laughs> and uh, that was terrible. You used to feel bad. I don't. I don't. <laughs> so, the Time Rangers, they fight off the G-Zord. Uh, this thing was called Dragontron in Time Force. Uh, and but they do they hesitate like basically they go back to the whole thing of like what's the point of even doing this like because according to Ryuya everything that's happened up to this point he's allowed to happen like are we doing this because we want to or is it because it's just part of the script basically and uh you know and this screws with Tatsuya as well because remember Tatsuya's whole thing throughout the series is trying to make his own destiny like he wants to leave the Asami group and make his own like personal uh you know life and even he's realized now ultimately this has all been mapped out and part of the script and I'm still going to end up being part of the Asami group anyway he's under a lot of pressure to do it so yeah, it's a huge crisis, for, internal crisis for these guys. Uh, and that ends it. Uh, what do we think about Case File 43, guys? Okay, starting off here, the question of if they have control of their destiny at this point versus like two episodes ago, I'll agree with them that up until the time that the captain appeared in this timeline, like this part of time, yeah, they were kind of puppets being strung through time by Ryuru. Ryuru? Ryuru, yeah. yeah. But the minute he came back to the present, there is no more, like, puppeteer controlling the every movement of what's happening. Like, he's throwing a crap suit to hope that he can stop what's to come. He doesn't know if it's going to work or not. He hopes it does. So, at this point, I think they're more so fighting to choose for their own destiny. Like, there's no more predetermined crap going on, I don't think. Okay. But, I mean, everything up to that point, though, and I mean, I, I mean, it's a huge crisis for Tatsuya because it's revealed that, like... Okay. Anthony, you type that comment in the chat again. Okay, guys, just a fair warning. Anthony's going to have a massive angry rant to rant about this captain in the next podcast. Just FYI. Which I think we all are, because he's kind of a... Because, spoiler, without giving too much away, this guy turns out to be kind of a jerk. He? But that's all I'm going to say. And that's all we're going to say. But, yeah, but I still feel like this is a huge thing for Tatsuya, because, like... And th this is part of the reason why I feel like it works a little bit. Like, it, the Time Force episode also works good, but I feel like with Tatsuya, it's always been kind of established, like, even before he became a ranger, that, like, he wanted to make his own destiny. And he's been trying to do that. And he's always had this thought, like, I have control of my own destiny. But then 
ultimately he finds out everything's been mapped out. Like even him becoming a time ranger, which was his way of rejecting the Asami group, even that was ultimately just part of the timeline. He didn't really make yeah. it. It was part of the script. And he ends up getting president of his father's company anyway. Like that's legitimate deep stuff. Yeah. Honestly. That is, he's going to need a counselor after the season's over. And, and, and I think they handle it good in Time Force, too. It's just, like, Wes didn't really reject... I mean, he wanted to, I mean, he wanted to, like, go out and have fun, but I don't think he was ever really opposed to becoming the president of Biolab until the episode where he breaks off with his father, which is in, like, the, uh, I want to say the sixth episode of Time Force. So, uh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's not that he wants to have fun. It's... He's not interested in what his dad laid out for him. So he's using every opportunity he can to kind of get away from it. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, Anthony, what do you want to say about this? I always felt that this story arc in Time Force was kind of missing something. Other than, and I didn't really know what until I watched this one. <clears throat> and it was kind of, it's always been known as probably like the biggest issue with Time Force was <clears throat> the effect of what they were doing in the present and how it affected the past. And there had been this whole thing throughout the season of, are they doing what kind of damage are they doing to their home time period and everything? And then to have this twist put on them that, well, technically you haven't really done anything wrong yet. I just left you alive because I need you for something. This adds a whole like almost demented level to the plot that time forces was desperately missing in some yeah, way i agree with that yeah it's only subtly implied in the time force episode where alex just simply says everything that's happened up to now i've allowed to happen yeah but he doesn't yeah. go and do a lot of detail like oh jatara that was the name of the time force monster mm -hmm. uh, was supposed to kill you but i sent you guys the time flyers and the time force megazord and that's what yeah saved you. yeah because it, it, it just this just works so much better than time <clears throat> the way time force handled this whole ordeal and i think everything going forward is just amplified because of this this episode alone i think sets up time forces back in incredibly well and I, feel like, I, and I love Time Force, ahead. and I love Time Force's finale. I think I still think it's like top three best Power Ranger finale, but it's what the I best. Doubt. It's best. the best in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I, I personally, I still think it's Space might be the best one, but that's just bias. That's, 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 that's the that's only the finale I'll accept anyone calling better than the Time Force finale. Yeah, but. <clears throat> It felt like it didn't have the appropriate, like, weight behind it. It was more of, like, the implied threat instead of the actual threat. And Time Ranger has done a good job of establishing an actual physical threat. 
of yeah cause... well we sh- here here's a visual representation of what's going to happen to your timeline if we don't do this and it's just everybody dies <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's well dang. in the time force episode it's just <clears throat> alex saying hey guys frax has this giant robot that's going to kill a bunch of people so we got to stop it like and and that scene really annoys me too where like where Alex is saying, like, do you not realize, like, what the effect of your actions has on the future? Like, no, 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 it's mm-hmm. affected the future. And then Trip says, how has it affected the future? And then Alex says, I can't tell you. What do you like, mean you can't tell me? Why no, not? No, no. Why not? It's, it, it works better here when he actually shows what it will do and what will yeah. happen. And the stakes like, are higher because you actually know what's right. going to happen. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was kind of going back and forth in my mind on which of these two seasons I preferred. This episode swung that meter heavily in favor of Time Ranger. (laughs) Alone. That's how much I like this episode. And we'll we'll go into more detail with, uh, you know, how it concludes with the next one. But uh, what do we want to give this this particular part uh, out of 10, guys? Hmm. seeing how i've already given a 10 i'm not i, I can't give two 10s in one episode i don't i think that's a little I mean, bit unfair because th- this episode I, I this might be my favorite episode of the whole series season up to this point genuinely um I, i'm i have to i'll go nine and a half then like I, i'm gonna give this one a nine i'm yeah. gonna go to nine oh I'm going to go with an eight. Okay. Cool. So let's uh, finish this uh, three-parter off with uh, case file 44. Um, it is called the uh, the revolt against time. It pretty much wraps this up. So, uh, um, so first of all, Captain Ryuya, we already kind of knew this, but this confirms it. He's revealed to be working with Gien, um, you know, because at one point he confronts Gien and says like, dude, you're supposed to be doing this. Like, you know, when I stopped the Time Rangers from arresting you, so, you know, why would you do that? No one discovers this, though. Uh, Pretty secret. Kind of wish that they kind of left that in the shadows, but then again, it's pretty much clear that he's already helping Gian. Yeah, and this was my first instance of not liking this clown. Uh. Gian's motivation, and this is kind of important because uh, he actually wants uh, the reason why he's unleashed the G Zord is to salvage its engine because he wants to use it for some sinister purposes, which we're not going to find out until the in game arc. But uh, just keep that in the back of your head, guys who are listening. Um, so while Tatsia is at the hospital, his mom reveals that uh, Wataru. He also tried to run away from the Asami group, just like Tatsuya, but he eventually took over. But even though he did, he still is living by his own beliefs, and he's running the Asami group the way that he wants to, like, by, you know, still running by his own beliefs. And that's when Tatsuya realizes, you know what, I'm still able to, you know, I'm still able to, like, I still have my values, even if this whole thing has been scripted out, and I can still fight for them. Now, uh, meanwhile, uh, Ryuya, the, the Time Rangers basically revolt against him. Like, you know, they're angered at him uh, him using them as pawns. And they said, hey, 
you know what? Screw you. Everything that we've done, we've done out of our free will, and we want to save the future, and we're going to do it our own way. So screw you. And they force him to give up the uh, red chrono changer back to Tatia. The Time Rangers come to uh, defeat the G-Zord. With the G-Zord defeated, uh, Ryuya returns to the future. Uh, He warns the other time officers of something called the Great Disappearance, um, where in... And the very beginning of the year 2001, much of civilization will be destroyed, and he deploys a time ship for them to return. But the four say, no, we love our lives here, and we still have to arrest Onira, so we're not going to leave. And uh, the episode ends with the Time Rangers. Uh, they all get together with uh, the main five, not Naoto, but uh, they all get together with Honami and have their Christmas party, because I forgot to mention, this is the uh, Time Ranger Christmas episode, and... Pretty cool way to end it. Uh, what do we think about this one, guys? What's up with the year 2001? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz. What do you mean? <laughs> what do I mean, he asks. <laughs> By the way, I just want to say real quick, I love how some, I don't think that they do it much anymore, but like time, uh, Super Sentai episodes that came out in like the late 90s and early 2000s like having a major story arc also be part of the christmas episode i love that the other example i can remember is a uh, mega ranger the final episode of the uh of the neji ranger story arc that was also the christmas episode uh that the equivalent oh, yeah. of when they did the psycho rangers pretty like i mean it's simple stuff but i just like that i do like hey, this episode. it's christmas and we just ended one of our we just went through something huge and now we're gonna go home and just enjoy Christmas. I got two things I want to say before I, I pass the, the baton on to someone else. I always thought it was – I thought it was just a funny detail that this – at the end of every episode in this season, they put up the date at which that episode happened. And I thought that was just a thing because, you know, time ranger. So we're going to, sh- you know, make like a timeline that you can follow of what's going on and like, when things happen in the season. Them saying 2001 – they actually ends up turning into a doomsday clock at the end of every episode yeah. going forward. I love how they turn that into like a like a fourth wall plot element. It's such a sick pretty thing much. To do. But also, this episode also really won me over on this season because you want to know what this episode kind of reminded me of. What the penultimate episode of Shinkenger. With the rest of the team choosing their leader, you know what I see. Granted, yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it comes off as well written as it did in Shinkenger, but it's still so well done that, and that's one. That's one of my probably my favorite moment at all of Sentai is when Takaro officially takes over the head, and you see like the jubilation on the others' faces. But this kind of has the same effect of. No, you're not our leader. He is. And then he comes in and they get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> but the effect is even better because like in Shinkinger, Karu, she's she's trying her best. Like she's a genuinely good person. Yeah. Well, here with Ryu, it's just a dick. Yeah. Like, and, no, and that, it, we exactly. don't want you as our right. leader. Get out! I think, I, think, I think it's more emotionally amazing in Shinkinger because... 
it that was the moment where they finally became like a true team here it's more satisfying yeah. because re uh, getting told to screw off is just an awesome oh big facts <laughs> i definitely remember that <laughs> but yeah but but and, and ironic because it's the same writer between both seasons and she did this yeah. great twice of the whole team has like a lot of internal adversity and then there's a moment where their red gets stripped from them and they realize that no this is the guy we want standing next to us and i loved it here yeah. just as much as i did in shinken here and honestly i mean i got to i know that anthony used to give lucas credit for uh, being the one who stands up to alex in the time force equivalent but domon being the one to like stand up to ryuya like that Way more epic. I I regret even I regret oh, even saying that to be honest with you. I I don't even know what I was thinking when I said that. Hindsight's <laughs> <laughs> a mother effort, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I mean, yeah, just, the whole thing where they just stand up. I mean, like mm-hmm. and. And I, I think, like, you know, it, it this episode really does kind of – I feel like the Time Force episode tr- does it okay, but I feel like it's just done so much better here where it legitimately does tackle the question, the overarching theme of this whole series where it's like, mm-hmm. are we doing stuff because we want to do it or is it because it's just – because there's like some like nebulous thing controlling this whole thing and they just put it in the script and and – Ryuya has them legitimately questioning that and for them to just figure out no we want to do this like it it perfectly tackles it but it also kind of leap but it does still raise a legitimate question like what if Ryuya didn't intervene like they would be dead and like and there's nothing that could have changed that like yeah you know what I'm saying I just feel like this mm-hmm. I just feel like this legitimately tackles the overarching theme of fate and destiny just in a way that i honestly cannot think i don't on i don't think that there's any other super sentai that i've seen and i've seen quite a bit of super sentai that have tackled an overarching theme so deeply shin kendra obviously did great with the character drama and everything but the overarching <clears throat> theme and story just the way that they tackle it i don't think i've ever seen super sentai do something like that definitely not in the show era i can tell you that for sure but uh the like, thrower has plot. What? Hey, some of it does have plot risk. <laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, that like this is just deep stuff. Like that, mm-hmm. I don't think Super Sentai has ever really managed to do since. And it works in Time Force. Time Force does it great too. I mean, they're like st- Time mm-hmm. Ranger adapting this as well as it does. Like, is one of the reasons why it's one of the greatest Power Ranger seasons of all time. But yeah. I just feel mm-hmm. like this hits it. Very, very, very deep. The, this, the, these last two episodes, I think, have put a knock on Time Force for me. Like, I think like, my opinion on... Mike, my, my opinion on Time Force has dipped because of these last two episodes. And, and I know that's not really fair to say to Time Force because it's still an incredible season on its own right. But when you have two things that do a similar plot line and one just does it significantly better, 
it makes you question yeah. how good you actually think the other one really is in, you know, the grander scheme of the entire, you know, both shows in their entirety. But you want to say anything, Riz? I think y'all said everything already. Oops. I want to <laughs> what do we want to give this out of uh, 10, guys? I think I'm also giving this a nine and a half. Yeah, I'm Same here. Sure. Nine and a half for me. All right, cool. That wraps up this. So now we have uh, two episodes left. Um, and uh, one of them is going to be very easy to talk about. Uh, Case File 45, the end, tomorrow's research. This is basically a filler episode. It's meant to be a clip show episode, actually, where uh, basically the Time Rangers are... They don't have enough money to uh, pay their rent. They're behind on their rent and they're not able to, and they're about to be evicted. And they reminisce about some of their memories that they've had over the course of the series um, as they try to find a way to uh, pay their rent. A um, couple of, some things happen though. Uh, like one thing that makes me like this is uh, Domon remembers Ryuya's warning about the Grace disappearance. This is while he's on a date with Honami and he just becomes like visibly upset and just, tells Honami, like, I'm going to protect you no matter what. Pretty nice yeah. stuff. Um, they <laughs> The way that they end up getting money to pay their rent is <laughs> actually kind of funny. Uh, Ayase goes to Naoto and begs him for help, and then Naoto is all like, no, I'm not going to help you. But then at the end of the episode, Naoto shows up and says, okay, here's a check for all your rent, and uh, in order to earn that, I want you to uh, clean the viewer effects. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, that was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was a, it was a nice little sign of him having some kind of a, a soul, you know, right. <laughs> behind yeah. the. I mean, he he has a soul. He just it's not a very good one. Begrudgingly doesn't like to show yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Is this like the first yeah. time that like Super Sentai? Here, um, here's my bad. You gonna say? No, no, what I was gonna say was that was this the first time in Super Sentai that like anybody's mentioned that they want to that someone actually wants to clean an actual like mecha of the of any season? Yeah, wow. I think so. The only other time I can recall anybody doing something about cleaning the mechs was uh, that episode yeah. of Thunder where Trent joins, and then they're all like, "Oh yeah, since Trent is a newbie ranger, he has to go clean the Zords," and then Trent is all like. But they're gigantic. And then they're like, right. Remind me, is this the first time Nalto actually ends up in the Tomorrow Research office too? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think so, mm -hmm. yeah. I think so. That's surprising it took this long, <laughs> actually. You know, at, at the end of the opening credits, by the way, uh, Nalto gets his own uh, Time Ranger badge. Which uh, he he's only going to use once to uh, free to uh, lock up one monster in the. I'm pretty sure it's the next episode. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I I know that they made a toy that I don't think they ever made a toy for a quantum. Yeah, unfortunately, they didn't. Edge. I mean, I did actually, like yeah, how I, they did that. I love how they gave him that as like a a sign of respect to try to win him over, and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> It just kind of makes Naoto a little bit more egotistical, which is 
somehow possible. <laughs> and interesting I mean, yeah. thing to note about this one is that this episode aired on it literally aired on December thirty first, two thousand. So this was the very last Super Sentai episode to air in the twentieth century, and it aired on the last day in the twentieth century, which that's just perfect timing. <laughs> like, uh, what do we want to give this one uh, out of ten, guys? I mean, eclipse shows, are hard. eclipse shows are hard to, yeah. to judge because they're usually just I mean, lazy. I want to give it a seven just because, I mean, here's the thing. We've seen the last two Sentais that we've taken a look <laughs> at had really terrible clip show episodes. Like there was one, I'm not going to mention the Sentai, where they were fighting over who gets to keep the mech. And then with the G-Ranger, mm-hmm. it was all about them just like, oh my god, Burai's dying. This is a perfect time for us to remember all of our memories together. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I hated that so much. Like, still not as bad as the uh, Operation Overdrive uh, clip show episode, though, where uh, they can't remember who has what, so they take Max like DVD playback memory to try and get it, which that episode could have been avoided if everybody just had a whiteboard in the room saying, okay, we have this many jewels. Moltor yeah. has this. Florius has nothing. <laughs> Candor and Miratrix have this. Like that's 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 bold of you to imply they're smart enough to do exactly. that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Here's your first but mistake. I, I also give it a seven just because I thought Domon and Hanami's moment was just genuinely nice. Yeah, like if you remove the clip show parts of this episode, it is it's just like a pretty wholesome, you know. Yeah. So I, I yeah I'll give it a seven just for those same here. alone. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing that Domon's like entire sequence is why I'm gonna give it a seven. Clipso is boring. I was texting Nate complaining about it the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. All right, now we're we're gonna wrap up with the case file forty six, cut off from the future, which is a prelude to the end game arc. So that's why we're ending it here. Um. So, in this episode, Taku questions whether or not he's he's uh, got any worth to the team because he's unable to provide them with any data regarding the Great Disappearance, which, by the way, him not having any data on the Great Disappearance is very important, um, as well as, uh, you guys remember in the previous one how it was established that he has no data or information on the Time Fire stuff? Well... Again, that's going to play a huge part in the in-game arc, and it's... Yeah. Ugh, that Let's just say that it has something to do with... Uh, some, uh, well, no, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, with that said, uh, um, a big thing that happens here is that Naoto oh. finally basically just, you know, oh. is able to gain full control of uh, everything because he's basically been kind of, uh, you know being all buddy-buddy with the uh, Defense Bureau, defense Department's head. And when Matar- and then when Tatsuya's father comes back, you know, he's recovered from his injuries, he's discovered that Naoto told the Defense Department that the Londars are from the 30th century, and that leveraged them in declaring a level 3 emergency, which allows them to take full control over the City Guardians, and they give him full control to Naoto. So Naoto basically now has full control over a private army of his own. That's how insane this guy is. Um, I, I, this he, can only end badly. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it will. 
Mm-hmm. Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> and uh, a big thing here is that when the Londars of the day grows, Captain Ryuya refuses to send the time jets because he's basically like, we've already saved the 30, the 20th century, so I'm not going to intervene anymore. So Naoto has to destroy this monster by himself with the V-Rex. Uh, Remind and, uh, me, did Time we... Force have this? The Time Force have the same plot element, or did uh, they no, still get? It's... No, for, for some reason, they never explain why the Time Force Rangers didn't summon the Time Force Megazord in this episode. Now, they do explain why they're not, why they don't summon it in the in-game arc, um, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, but there was no explanation mm. in, in the Time Force episode here. I, I yeah. think it was just implying that Eric was fighting the monster one-on-one, and the Time Force Rangers were distracted <clears throat> by something else, so only Eric was able to fight. But yeah, that plot wasn't in Time Force. I like it though, because it really adds like this. Okay, well now you really now you're useless to me. I'm just gonna leave you to fend for yourself. Yep. Thing. Uh, what what do we think about this episode, guys? Just to wrap it up. Um, it, it's just, just, this is just the setup to the final arc thing. There's it not really, really much to really it. Yeah. Value. yeah. Yeah. It's just like a six. I'll, I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a I'm seven. Like, a six. Yeah. I give it a seven too. Okay. So. All right. So that wraps this up until we get to our in-game story arc. Uh, so we're going to move on to the analysis, uh, I think we've already talked like we've we've talked enough about Gian, honestly, to kind of just say that like I mean he's great. I mean I think we've all kind of established that like his backstory works a little bit more than Frax's. Um, I mean, uh, I mean Dornero. I mean he's a bit more interesting, but not anything else you guys want to add about Dornero. Well, I did mention this when no, you kind of still- got up and. When you kind of got up and walked away for a, a second or two, I said I think this kind of adds a an extra layer to him, where it makes him come off as more, you know, like he's not totally evil. He he genuinely made a friend. He did everything he could to help him out, and it it came at a cost that he kind of regrets. And it it makes him a more interesting character to me. Still not a good villain, but it makes him a interest more interesting character. Yeah, I agree. So, I just wanted to go the route that he's not really evil. He just does some anti-heroic <clears throat> things that get in the way of the Time Rangers. Because in the end, it's pretty clear that Gian is ultimately the main villain. Yeah. Here. Um. But okay, let's uh, just to kind of wrap. Uh, well, of course, we'll give our closing thoughts. But uh, let's mm-hmm. all do our updated. Uh, ranger rankings um and i guess now that we have more on naoto uh we can include naoto in that so uh yeah. go ahead guys anybody want to go first yeah i'll do it um Dolman's still number one and just just jumping ahead until the the final thing it's not going to change he's my favorite ranger from this season pretty easily um yeah isa skyrocketed up to number two for me after the the episodes we had for him in this. Um, 
Uh, this is kind of where things get a little bit messy for me. I'm probably going to put Tatsuya at three now. I think that three-parter with uh, Ryuya really helped his character a lot. Because I, I, I was pretty underwhelmed with him for the most part, but that did a lot for him. And then I would probably put Naoto there, and then Yuri, and then I like Shion, but he's he feels like he's just underutilized at this point in the show compared to everyone else. Yeah, honestly, when I was saying that like Shion was the weakest, I might have had these uh, last couple of episodes fresh on my mind. Where yeah, just, I never thought he was a bad character. I just thought that he was no, like, used. He because... he might be he might be the most likable character in the season, but in terms of like depth and everything, he's he's the weak yeah. link here. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Anthony, you um... want to go next? Well, I'm gonna do the opposite of what uh, Patrick did. I'm putting ISA as my first, just with the, the fact that this end game. Respect. Then it's Domon. <laughs> uh, then it's Yuri, Naoto, uh, Tatsuya, and Shion. And I'm only putting Shion last, not because I don't like him, but because, like we all said, he feels like he's just mm-hmm. there. You know, no, there's no depth to him. Mm-hmm. I just find it interesting that you're putting ISA as number one because you had some choice words to say about him at the end yeah. <laughs> because of that one episode. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, I'm surprised. It's amazing how much change one major story arc they, yeah. for a character. I mean, look at what look at what happened to the finale of Shinkenger with him and uh, right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go next. So, Domon's top dog. Facts. Ain't no question about it. Mm-hmm. Screw all of you. Theon's still number two. Because that character is just amazing. He, I don't care if he doesn't have much going on in this last batch, but I mean, he's been solid I'm, from the beginning. I'm not going to judge you for it. He's too likable, so if you want to put him that high, yeah. I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, okay, now hang on. He's number three. Now he's number two. Then he's number three. Then after that, ISA, then Yuri, then Tatsuya. Not because Tatsuya is bad, but because I genuinely like Yuri's story a bit better in these last couple episodes. I'm curious now because you were kind of, uh, well, and we can, and when we finish this up, we're going to say like what tiers we would put these guys in among like yeah. their other uh, yeah. like colors, but like. Riz, like you were like, how would you put Tatsuya and Kiss here now? Because you've always been pointing it out. Like, is he still like a B? High C, low low B for me still. Okay, okay, fair hmm. enough. I mean, uh, he's so. Here's why, and I'll I'll give the explanation here. Tatsuya has some good moments, but overall. I promise you, in a year, he'll be very forgettable to me. Like, when I look back at Reds, the way I kind of judge them, and this is for any Ranger, really, I think about how will I look at them in a year from now. Takaru is still a character that I look fondly on, what, a year later? Mm -hmm. It's been like almost a year. Marvelous will never be 
anything less that than part. the best. Um, I still very much enjoy the red, the Ozer red, not the Ranger yeah. red. Mm-hmm. What Zero or whatever. Zero Eagle. Yeah, Zero yeah. Eagle. Yeah, I, I still like him a lot. Like he still left an impression on me. Red Buster. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. What, where, where would you put Red Buster? That's what I was asking. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Um. High B A tier, okay. somewhere like that. Cool. I don't know. I have to rewatch Go Buster again. It's been a while, but I know enough to know that I liked him. But I wouldn't say he's S tier. Yeah. But Tatsuya, like, he has some pretty good moments, but I'm worried in a year I'm going to, like, forget a lot of his character development because there wasn't as much as I wanted from him. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I like him, but I still think Wes has... He's got nothing on Wes. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. I feel like Tatsuya is still good, but, like, he ultimately, like, it's kind of like saying technically that, like, Mako is the worst Shinkinger. Like, she's still a great character, but, yeah. like, yeah. she's being <laughs> she's being completely outperformed by other great characters. Mm-hmm. And by no means me putting him last indicate he's a bad character. Yeah. It just means that I thought the others were much yeah. better characters. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm I'm honestly like I was kind of I I remembered how much I liked ISA watching that story arc, so I'm still putting him as number one. And on honestly, like the only Blue Ranger I would say that is that could be better than ISA is probably Yanma from King Oger. Um, that's the only guy I think who has a chance. Um, <laughs> after after him, I'm gonna put Doman. He's still great. Um, you know, I still think Kotoha is, I still kind of resonate with Kotoha, but so I'm still going to call her number one, but he's like number two for me. Uh, Doman's number one. Get out of here. Oh, you're not going to say the Luca's number one. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, Luca is still amazing, but Doman, I mean, look, he made some big moves. I'm putting Naoto next. Uh, he's top three, sixth Rangers. The only, Okay, for for selfish reasons, I put Boke and Silver ahead of him, but I can see how people would call him better than Boke and Silver. But I still think Spider Kimonos is better than him. Uh, Spider Kimonos is the best, yeah, yeah, like the hands down. Then uh, <clears throat> then I'll put uh, Yuri. Still think she's great. Uh, I still think she's uh, she's a great pink. Uh, then Shion. I mean, he's he's a very. I'm gonna put Shion and Tatsuya. I don't know. Like Shion and Tatsuya are just one of those people where I just feel like. They're being outperformed by other people, even if they're still great. Um, so that would be my final ranking. Uh, ISA, Doman, Naoto, uh, Yuri, Shion, Tatsuga. Um, and that wraps it up. Uh, anyway, so uh, what are our closing thoughts before we prepare to uh, enter the endgame story arc for Time Ranger, gentlemen? kind of hard for me to say since like, I've already seen it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, Riz is the only person who hasn't seen it, so yeah. what, what do you Yeah, I stay true to the podcasting nature of thing, thing, and I don't... Hey, I got it. anxious. I did too. I, don't know I was I got, really I excited to too. get to the finale. <laughs> uh, 
So since I'm going to really stay true to it, uh, I am very interested to see where we go next because I know what happens in Time Force. Mm -hmm. So I want to see how they compare that because, again, like Nate said earlier, the finale in Time Force is probably the best that we've ever gotten out of Power Rangers. And they got some big suits to fill. But what I've seen so far, I think... I think they can. Ha I, can I think they can make a similar wave, but I still have to wait and see. You know, they got to play their uh, cards right. All right. <clears throat> well, we have four case files left, guys. Um, and uh, Patrick Anthony, you want to say anything? Let's do it. I still. Right. Hate Let's make it media, But yeah. We can we can spend twenty Save minutes on that exactly. But with that being said, a uh, little bit of a update on what we're going to be doing, guys. Um, for those who are listening, uh, we are going to be doing the Time Ranger in game arc next. We're going to be doing that really quick, uh, hopefully in a couple of days because uh, it's only four episodes. Uh, then after that, we're going to be doing a full season review, uh, no episode by episode, just a full season review of Power Rangers Time Force, um, followed by a our very first <clears throat> Power Rangers versus Super Sentai versus, you may recall that we did one Dino Fury versus Dino Charge, where now we have finally found a Power Rangers and Super Sentai seasons where we can actually compare them. We... Couldn't do it with Jungle Fury in the season that shall be named, and we couldn't do it with Mighty Morphin. Y'all fought. And <laughs> y'all actually fought that we could do Geki Ranger versus Jungle Fury. That'd be over in a minute. The freaking audacity of y'all. I know, that could have been like a funny five-minute video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think we're going to be able to do it with Lost Galaxy and Ginga Man. But that might be tough. Um, uh, but well, well, no, well, for well, Patrick, not for <laughs> us, because I, I still have a soft spot for uh, like I mean, uh, Lost Galaxy. That's just me. But yeah, we are going to be doing that versus special. So uh, we hope you guys will tune in for that. Uh, I have the scoreboard already, so uh, <laughs> we'll be able to jump into that pretty quick. Um, so and then we also have uh, plans to be interviewing Carl Dutton from the audio drama and. Yep. Xena uh, Media Films on their Power Ranger Drill Rider fan production, which Patrick, Anthony, if you haven't seen it yet, get on YouTube? that. Is it on YouTube somewhere? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. Their full episodes are on their website. Okay. It's, it's like everything. YouTube yeah, I don't know why. I need to watch the rest of it on, the, on, on their site. I watched a little bit of it. But, Oh, but I, it I gotta looks say, like so, it. It looks like something that may belong to Toei. So we're gonna <laughs> <watch> it. <laughs> well, actually, no. They, no, they take they take actual Tokyo footage. Yeah. Oh. So, no. Yeah. Okay. So as a quick recap for those that are not listening to the Real Rider episodes, and for Patrick, they did a Saban. They took Sentai footage, and they mer they put it together with American original footage. And they interweaved it. And honestly, Patrick, they did better than some seasons of Power Rangers. So, so, so it's legitimately the closest thing. 
So it's legitimately the closest thing we're ever going to get to a Tokyo or a Dab. Pretty much. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, just just link the website to me. I'll check it out because yeah. I'm morbidly curious now because if 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 you're saying that it's worth watching, then I'm going to give it a look. <laughs> it it's pretty dang good. And also listen to audio drama. They're freaking yeah. amazing. And we are going to be doing the audio drama once season three wraps up, uh, whenever that will be. Uh, oh my and, god! Um, that ending of the last episode of audio drama was so good. And uh, <clears> we're <throat> of course going to get back to King Oger pretty soon. We're going to try to do up, up to episodes forty. We'll 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 make that our. Uh, we'll try to do that after we finish Time Ranger. Um, but with that said, uh, that wraps up this podcast. We thank you guys so much for either listening to us on Spotify and iTunes or watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. If you're not already subscribed, um, you know, leave comments down below with stuff you would like to cover because uh, we'll respond to your comments like on the podcast. We'll do that. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, be sure to leave us a review. Um, you know, reach out to us at AnimeSecrets.org to uh, you know give us any feedback. And that about wraps this up. You can check out our other podcast. You can check out uh, Animated Classified um, and uh, the Jedi Squadron podcast, among all of our other podcasts. And that about wraps this up. Um, once again, we thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. And we'll see you guys next time when we wrap up Time Ranger. But until that time, you guys stay safe. We love you. May the power protect you. And we got to... Great 2024 for you guys planned. Hope you guys will enjoy it. See you guys.